Welcome to episode 25 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Javid and joining me this week, Mickey Merritt from Joe Berg. Hi everyone. Bex from Portsmouth. Good evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is that this gets released. And back by popular demand, Mr Liam Hennessy from Twickenham. Hello. Right, just just a few things before we get started. So since we did the last podcast, um, we had the sad news yesterday that Jimmy Greaves was admitted to hospital. Um, he suffered um, a stroke, another stroke. He originally um, had a stroke in uh, 2012, which he recovered from or was making a recovery, but um, he's been um, he's had a, another stroke, and um, we wish him and all his family um, the best. Um, hope he makes a recovery. Um, on a more positive note, um, we had the news last Sunday that Harry Kane was um, announced as the PFA Young Player of the Year. So well done, Harry. Yeah, good to see. Um, right, so blah, 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 Man City yesterday. Um, I, was, I was at the game. I'm just going to do really quick positives and negatives for me. So um, let's start with positives. Um, I thought that... The atmosphere was a lot better than the last um, last few home home games. Villa, and I even include the victories against Leicester and um, uh, who did we beat? Swansea after the cup final. Um, so atmosphere-wise, it was slightly better. Performance-wise, it was better, um, and um, it was a much higher tempo. People were uh, making a lot more efforts. I felt all round. Um, Danny Rose had a really good game. Benslab was looking good. Chadley was looking sharper. To be fair, Chadley's been looking sharp, sharper the last few games. So that's all the positives. The negatives, unfortunately, obviously, we didn't get the result that we wanted. Um, but performance was good. Um, I think Ericsson and Mason looked a bit jaded and a bit tired. Um, and, you know, our fi- final ball was lacking. Although we had a few chances and we didn't didn't take them. But otherwise, I, think, I thought it was better compared to the last few home matches. Nicky, what was your take on it? Uh, well, clearly I wasn't watching the same game. <laughs> no, it was it was okay. Um, we looked we looked like we were creating stuff, but like you said, we didn't follow through. We didn't we didn't. I mean, dire missing in the first couple of minutes was absolutely dire. And and also, was it Kane that was supposed to score and he, he uh, didn't in the first few minutes? Yeah, he had, a, he had a chance, which I think, on the right-hand side, and it just went past yeah. um, the post. I don't know. It just... It just they looked like they were together. They looked like they were energetic and, and you know, the tempo was there, etc. But then we got on the back foot again and they caught us on the break, as usual. We just... We just Defensively, we're, we're nowhere. 
we're in no man's land. And and I don't understand why, because Pochettino is a defensive player, so why he hasn't fixed that yet, I have no idea. And if people are going to say, well, he hasn't got the players that he wants, then, you know, that's a bit of a lame excuse too, because the players that we've got are supposed to be good at what they do. So surely they could be a little bit better at defending. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I was disappointed. Um, Paul and I had a little bit of a, a little bet on, on it because I really felt that, um, you know, we'd beat them. On the positive side, I'd say that at least we didn't concede more than one goal. That's possibly the only positive. I just wish that any everyone could have got stuck in a bit more like Danny Rose. I mean, he was really getting stuck in with tackles. I mean, tackles, tackling is like a lost art to me. And and I just I just missed that with them. I just I I just wish we'd get stuck in and and so what if you get a damn yellow card? Just What's that you were you saying know, Nikki, the ball. Tackles are a lost art to you, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm very surprised. Carry on. Nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? What happens on tour stays on tour, Liam. You're not supposed to be letting the world of podcast land, you know, know about our tackle. <laughs> what, what happens off the pod stays off the pod, don't worry. I'm not sure I'm old enough to know the story of what happened, in all fairness. <laughs> I'm not sure I remember, actually. <laughs> can, I, can, can, I just, can I just interject here? Because I was listening to what... Um, I, was, I was reading up what, what, of, what Jimmy Greaves... Uh, was saying over the last few years and one of the things that he said was he didn't like watching Arsenal play he said they were boring he said they're too technical they're not direct enough right you can be as technical as you like and you can do all these short passing but the occasional direct ball long ball he said it's devastating and you need it in the game it's part of the excitement and at the time he said he would have scored loads of goals playing off Dion Dublin and that's the problem with us. He said the problem with us, I think he was talking about Liverpool at the time, actually, or someone else. He said the problem is a team sometimes gets worked out how to get neutralised by other teams. And our problem is there's no amount of passing that we do. And this is Jimmy Greaves' words again. You can do all the passing you like, but if you don't get people behind the ball and you don't get forward enough and you're not direct enough, you're not going to get any goals. And that's our problem at the moment. We haven't got anyone. Um, I've I've seen us play, and you know that moment when there's a transition and you're looking for someone to play a ball forwards, the ball never goes forwards. And I think it's because other teams have worked out where to place players to block the passes, and we need to vary the play. That's going to be something that we're going to have to explore with new players that we get. Um, That Deli Alley broke, or whatever his name is, I still can't work it out. I'm going a bit redknapp about that, but, you know, that Derek... Deli Ali bloke, whatever his name is, he looks uh, he looks very promising. We've got Pritchard coming in. Um, as usual, I'm eternally optimistic, and I love the way that Tottenham always somehow managed to make me feel optimistic at the end of the season. Uh, and it's looking good. And I hope Jimmy gets better. God rest him and look after him. And um, and I hope our play gets better as well. On to Javed. What did you think, mate? <laughs> Um, I was just going to come back to something that, that Nicky said earlier about Danny Rose. Um, most improved player this season? Yeah, I would say yeah. so without a doubt. Mm. 
he really he, you can, you know what I think I think introducing Davies has made him work for his his part in the in the team and and I think that that is why he's worked his little heart off off battle one of those expressions and I forget anyway Bex what did you think I thought it was good it was nice to see them playing for the game uh, for kind of fighting for it and even though. We had all those chances, and there were what was it, fifteen or sixteen chances we had yesterday. They, they looked like they still wanted to win it all the time. They were still pushing and still pressing, and some other things didn't happen. Some of the Lamella, I thought, had an outstanding game yesterday. He was playing the ball. He was. He's still liable to get pushed off the ball quite quickly, I think. Um, and some of his, he was getting turned quite a bit, but he was playing that ball into space um so you could see the design you could see the theory behind it it's just not perfect yet well you know it will take time and but i think he was that was probably far and away his best game yesterday um on the downside of it uh mason looks really really tired looks like he just needs a complete break um but then paulinho came on who is like a different player now so that is is it kind of one is drawing strength from the other and sapping him of all his strength <laughs> but they seem like, but it's it, it's useful to have that backup. Could it yeah. be? Could it be that the fact that we've got Samba weather? We don't have Samba weather. We've got a bit. <laughs> we've got a, we, 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 we've got a bit of sunshine at the moment, and we have had in the last few for the last few matches. Could could that be helping Paulinho? Maybe that's what it is. But I think it, he his last couple of games he's looked a completely different player. Yeah, after his um. Disappointing, two-year hiatus. Two-year yeah. hiatus, and and capped with that di- really disappointing performance against um, Burnley, which was also on a sunny day. Um, so that bang goes my theory. Um, a cynic in me says it's been it's because he's been told that he's uh, he can go at the end of the season. Yeah, he wants to. Maybe. Do you think he wants to stay? That he wants to prove that he he's got something to offer. I think it's all down to whether he fits into Pochettino's system or not. And I think that they will decide that the money can be better spent on players that fit into the Paul Mitchell uh, scheme of things rather than the Aldini scheme of things. OK, well, you need to get that money for Polinio first. And we paid, what, yeah. 16 for him? How mm-hmm. are we going to get that back? I think there's a possibility that we will. I think if they can get it, they'll take it. Put it that uh, way. Yeah, I agree with you, but it, I don't think they're going to get that much for him. We'll see. Based on two or three performances, but he has been great, so it's really good to see. But he—he's yeah, he's kind just of like whether a, it's sustainable. He's—he's he's a world name in football, and there are going to be some teams that that kind of make excuses for for his performance here and that he isn't suited to English football blah 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 you know that there's a high pressure in football to sign yeah. big names and he's still a big name yeah and, and, and 17 million now isn't that much no and, and he's still got a few years ahead of him it's not as if if somebody did sign him they're, they're resigning somebody who's at, at the end of their career he's he's still relatively young um yeah. and he's proven he proved his worth before he came to us that's why why we spent as much as we did um. Yeah, about Mason. Yeah, he he he, he did look jaded, and Ericsson looked a bit off the pace. But I thought everybody else. Lamella played really well. We mentioned um, we mentioned Rose. I thought Chadley continued his good form. He looked sharp. Um, 
Larice was alert, so that was good. I thought Dyer did as well as he could, considering he's playing out of position. Mm. Um, and Bentalab was really good. I, I was really impressed with Bentalab. Really, he's looked... really, really coming into form now. Yeah, and it, he Bentalab. looks Bentalab. 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 Jeff just says Bentalab. Na- <laughs> Nabil, um, he looks <laughs> he looked mature beyond his years for somebody who's what I don't know twenty one or something. He he looks yeah. he looks mm. like a future captain. But then he's had a World Cup behind him. Plus, didn't he go to Afcon? Yep. Yeah, and did well. Did okay there. Mm. So yeah. it's not really a surprise that he is the player he is. It's lovely to see mm. that he is another homegrown player. Liam, interesting point you made earlier about um, the fact that all the the, the, the Jimmy Greaves points about maybe being too intricate and not being direct. Um, I do feel watching Spurs sometimes that we we try to we're almost looking for the perfect pass, so we're trying to thread yeah. that thread that ball. And um, there was Through one the eye of the needle. Yeah, and there was one or two occasions yesterday where we were a bit direct. Just um, I think there was Chadley's run early on. There was when um, I can't remember who it was who put him through, but when Kane went through. Um, and it was just quick. It was just direct. There was an opportunity, yeah. and yeah. we looked effective. And I, and I think we just need to mix it up a bit more. Yeah. It's funny because I was talking to a Chelsea fan yesterday, and um, he was saying, you know, it's all very well calling Chelsea boring, but um, we were playing one way, an attacking way, at the start of the season, and we had to change it because people got people got used to how that was. You know, you had to have another way of playing so that you can change it, and that's what I. Fochettino still hasn't proven and it was what Southampton fans were mainly criticised him for and that was not for for not having a plan B and we'll see what happens whether he can develop a plan B because we do need it because I don't think we've quite even perfected a plan A yet to be quite honest No but I think yesterday when he brought by all and sold out so we played with three up top when was the last time we did that? Admittedly it wasn't very long but it yeah. was, that was a complete change. And I sat there and thought, he's not actually going to bring Adebayor on, is he? But he did. And I thought yeah. that yeah, reshaped like, you know, the whole, the way that everything happened. We'll see. I think it would be great if, if Pochettino just turned around to, to his squad and said, OK, let's fuck about, everybody. Come on, it's the end of the season. Who cares? Fuck about. Come on. It'd be very, very good. <laughs> It'd be great. Because basically, realistically... It doesn't really matter now, does it? No. How the season finishes. So come on, let's go mad. Let's go mad. Just tie everything, yeah. Throw caution to the wind. Yeah, let's party. We'll get an atmosphere going. Let's get Pochettino on for one of the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see, I know like players like Pritchard are loaned out and we're not going to see them this season, same with Deli Alley. But I would li- like to see one or two of the other young players, academy players um, on the bench maybe for the final yeah. game or two games this season. I know that the previous manager did that last season, didn't he? Um, the caretaker. Yeah. We had a caretaker? Yeah, I think that's that's the <laughs> most polite way I've heard him described it in a while, yeah. That's me being very kind. <laughs> um but you know, I think, be, I think other people might call him the piss taker, but let's call him the caretaker. 
Oh, I think that's accurate. <laughs> um, Liam, you mentioned Chelsea earlier, and of course, this is a Tottenham podcast, and we don't really want to talk about them. But I should add that we've we've got we we, we were lucky enough to have um, Jose Mourinho later on in the pod. So um, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll he's be... drinking um, some uh, what's it called Desperado beer at the moment. He's sitting in my kitchen. He's got his Matalan suit on it. He's been sleeping in it all night. It's looking a bit of a state, actually, because he hasn't shaved. And he has got a bit grey. He does look a bit like an old tramp when he hasn't had a shave. But anyway, he'll be talking to you later. Yeah, yeah. It's a, quite, a, quite a coup that you've got him there in, um, in Twickenham. Else yeah. But yeah we'll, we'll... I put it this way, I've earned it. <sighs> I won't say any more than that. <laughs> We're, we've we've blown away any chance, any glimmer of hope that we can finish um, fourth, which is good in a way because I'm mean, just, just getting really tired of people going on about it. Um, realistically, it's either fifth, sixth, or seventh. Um, and I think, personally speaking, as I, as I said previously on the podcast, I would be quite. <laughs> I would oh, be. God. God, get down. Have you set the dogs on Liam? <laughs> on, on on Jose even. You know, she was all curled up in the corner and then somebody actually dared to walk past the window. You little gobshite. Sit there. <laughs> Thanks, miracle. Live podcasting. Brought to you by the first family podcast. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, um, it's either 5th, 6th or 7th, so I think, um, and we're a point ahead of Southampton with three matches left. If We're a bit adrift, adrift of Liverpool, but we can still possibly get fifth looking at their remaining games they've got Chelsea next um, that to me is even more reason to just um, blood the youngsters and just you know not start them but maybe have one or two on the bench I think that would be really good um, well if Tim if Tim was in charge now um, what would Tim do I think that's the way that I want to live my life from now on what would Tim do and Tim would be Tim would want to unshackle you know unshackle the the, uh, the play get some fresh blood in there and some some guts and some gumption and so yeah do that and and it's pressure off now lads it's you know costa rica here we come that's what he's saying private costa rica here we come play like you want to fucking win and i'm going to put some of you little slags in right and let's see what you can do and then you can go out and get fucking pissed and tarted up and all that and in the meantime you play for me you slaggy cunts all right okay Something like that. That's what we do. Thank God he's not our manager anymore. Um, wow. <laughs> That's a real insight, isn't it, into what happens in a dressing room? Villa's loss is our gain, or something like that. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Jose's. Uh, jo- sorry, Jose is ready to uh, speak. He said he he's got five minutes free of charge. Uh, uh, he's coming on. Jose, hold on. Is that Jose? Hello. Hello, Jose. Congratulations on your league title. Yes, well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's always a delight to do it in uh, your home fans, uh, in, in the home ground. It's very nice. Uh, John Terry plays every minute of every game, what, 3,520 minutes. That's uh, a testament to him. He's probably the best player in the Premiership this year, so... There we go. But this is what I dream. Unfortunately, I wake up this morning, I find 
We didn't win the premiership. We are first from bottom and we are going to get relegated. And this is devastating to me because I I fell asleep last night thinking we win the premiership. I will wake up this morning and we are third from bottom just above Leicester and everything is a disaster. I mean, what happened? Somebody please tell me. Um, get rid of your whole team? Well, I think it's natural at a time like this that people ask, will Mr. Obramovich stay? Maybe he will leave that uh, puddle of piss shit pikes uh, in the gutter where he find them. And maybe that way they will learn to be a bit more uh, human about their attitude. This year we see not only they have a cunt play every minute, like John Terry, <laughs> he's the racist cunt bastard. <laughs> Piece of shit that he is, but they show the true colors. They show the true colors in the metro in Paris. Uh, they say they don't let black people want to train. Well, I say I don't let you into my country, England. That's ironic. Now, fuck off back to the shit planet moon that you come from. Uh, don't support my club anymore. And it's also very natural for people to ask maybe I go to PSG. I join a human club where they don't do that shit. But for now, I don't talk to, the, to Mr. Abramovich. And if I have to, I will play in, in the shitty championship. And that's fuck everybody. Fuck you all, you fucks! Yeah, 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 fuck you, fuck them! Oh my god. Hey, hang on. Hello? Hi, Liam. Sorry, he's gone. He's gone. Oh. He's very angry. Sorry about that. He's just won the league. Uh, I think he's under the impression that he's lost the league. I think yeah. uh, I told someone called Carol, you know, Carol. Anyway, I think Carol had a word with him earlier on and told him it was all a dream and that uh, he'd lost the league. He'd taken a few acid tabs last night and uh, it seems to have just sown a bad seed, I think. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. Uh, next time I'm on, not that I normally hop not with the stars or anything, but uh, Louis van Gaal is a good friend of mine and he's promised an inside uh, insight into his understandings of football and the human psyche uh so next time i'm on uh we'll have a word with lewis van Gogh. i can only apologize for jose's behavior uh yeah. he's he's had a very hard evening so i'm sorry about that we look forward to um having van Hal on the pod and, and that was the um word for wisdom of with wisdom of jose Mourinho. um right just just a f- few quick announcements um before we look at the stoke game so um, the Echoes of Glory podcast, Tottenham Hotspur Echoes of Glory podcast, um, they are recording their podcast tomorrow tomorrow evening, um, and um, I'm going to be appearing on their podcast as a guest, um, which I did earlier in the year, back in January, when, kindly enough, um, they allowed me to do that and allow, allowed me to shamelessly plug this podcast. Um, so <laughs> thank you, ASD. Um, do give their podcast a listen. It's... Uh, it, 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 it's a good Spurs podcast, and, I, and I'm always trying to be supportive of, of all the other Tottenham podcasts. Um, they've recently changed their theme tune, and they've got um, Tottenham Hotspur Heroes in White and Blue, which is a song by Andrew McGee, McGee and Ollie Smythe. Um, and, um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it it's is. very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Google it. Look it up on YouTube. It's not just a song, but the, if you look at the the video that goes with the song, it, it's it's really good. Um, also, some very exciting news. Um, we've got 
in a few weeks' time, we've got um, an interview on the podcast with Martin Cloak and Cat Law from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. So do get do if you have any questions for them, do send them over to us. Um, really looking forward to um, having them on the podcast. Um, and finally, um, a quick mention of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast web page. Nikki, if you'd like to say a few words about that. Um, it's a web page with our publications on it. Uh, go over to www.thetottenhamhotspurfamilypodcast.com and we've got publications published there where um, some members of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Forum have written articles for us and uh, given us some insights to to their the way they perceive the, the Tottenham games and football. Um, if anyone would like to contribute, please, by all means, get hold of us and and we'd love to publish some of your stuff. We've also got links on there to the, the Facebook uh, page as well as the Twitter page for the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Thanks. Great. Um, and now for our regular feature is Elliot Line with the forward line. This is the Forward Line on the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast with me, Elliot Line, looking forward to the game against Stoke City on May the 9th. In our history, we've played Stoke 66 times with a win ratio of 51% and an unbeaten ratio of 74%. As the games played at Stoke, we've won precisely 1 in 3. This fixture last season saw us win 1-0 through a first-half Danny Rose goal. In the second half, Ryan Shawcross was sent off for a second bookable offence. Two seasons ago, Stoke also had a player sent off, that time Charlie Adam. Our most recent meeting at the Lane in November saw us lose 2-1 and lose Carl Norton to a red card towards the end of the game. I'm expecting a close, low-scoring game where grit and stamina will be more important than skill and finesse and where missed chances could prove decisive. I rate the likelihood of us scoring as 69% and of scoring more than once as 28% and of keeping a clean sheet as quite a decent 37%. The most likely scoreline is 1-1 followed by a 1-0 Spurs win, a 1-0 defeat and a 2-1 Spurs win. Overall I have 38% for a Spurs win, 28% for a draw and 34% for a Stoke City win. Currently the best odds for a Spurs win can be found at Marathon Bet, who are offering 8-5. This has been the forward line with Elliot Line. Come on you Spurs! Welcome back. Um, thank you Elliot with the forward line. Um, so turning to that game, um, Stoke City away on Saturday. If I just go around and get some quick prediction starting with Liam okay Stoke City um they had a bit of a disappointing result against Swansea I thought when they lost uh, last weekend I think they're very much in the position of a mid-table team now with kind of little real impetus to to play however um they are a tough team they've always got people like Charlie Adams and they're just the kind of horrible team that you you kind of think might inflict a, another kind of Paulinho type injury on a player just when we really don't want it to happen so I think a lot of players will be 
kind of careful in a game like this and I'll be hopeful. I'll go for a I'll go for a one all draw, but my suspicion is it might be a two nil or something like that to Stoke, to be honest. Even though they had a disappointing game. Uh that's why I'll go for a one all draw last time. Yeah. Nikki? Um well they beat Southampton a couple of weeks ago, two one, and uh we drew with Southampton. I know that we don't, you know, you never just play the same on the day, but I'm just hoping that um, after this disappointing um, little feat this past weekend, we'll go our way, our way results are fairly better than our home results. So I think we'll go there and we'll beat them. I think it's going to be a tight game. So I think it's going to be a 1-0 win to Tottenham. Oh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, but they don't have... See, this could go one of two ways. They don't have anything to fight for at all. Um, it's just a position in the league, and as whether they're any better than they were last year or not. Um, I'm not saying we have a great deal to fight for, but um, Poch might, might just push the players a little bit harder. Um, I see a mm-hmm. very close 2-1 to us. Ah. And Javad? I predict we're going to win 5 0, and Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Adams is going to get break, taken break out leg. by his, Hugo. Yeah. No, Mason's going, to, Mason's going to take him out. He's going to break his leg, and that's it, really. And we'll be avenged. Yep. <laughs> and they'll do a victory dance around his writhing body in the, in the centre <laughs> circle. Yeah. <laughs> And Adebayer will come on and do a kind of like a juju war dance. And then we'll score five goals. And it'll yeah. be yeah, the power we'll, of the juju. And then we'll, we'll be brought back down to earth the following week when we play Hull City at home and they'll be needing the points. And... But Javad, you do know that that kind of juju is bad juju. That kind of juju is dark. That kind of juju will lead you nowhere. You have to go with the power of the light, not the juju. We have to go with the power of the youth, not the juju. I wonder if I wonder if Potch um, has the same team talk with the players. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do some questions. Um, so we had um, this is going to be a re- reoccurring question every week. Um, Andrew Pelling asked last week um uh how how did you get bitten by the tottenham bug what what was it that or what and when did you start to support spurs um liam i think you've told me before but anyway okay well listeners. um it's a slightly different uh, version this one because it all sort of happening on the same time but simultaneously to my uh love of uh, Tottenham and Glenn Hoddle was, of course, the uh, St. and Greavesy show. And uh, I used to love uh, getting up Saturday morning and, and uh, switching on the telly and listening to St. and Greavesy, who really made me laugh. And I really loved Jimmy Greaves. And I didn't know who he played for, but I found out, obviously, that he played for Tottenham and they, they showed some of his stuff. And I just thought, fucking hell, I'm kind of in love here. Uh, it's, so it all kind of happily coincided and uh, it's a kind of combination of Glenn Hoddle and Jimmy Greaves again, so again we're back to Jimmy but we're speaking about him but God bless, God be with him Mickey? 
I've said this before, but it really is not exciting. I had a useless ex-boyfriend who was a supposed Tottenham Hotspur supporter, and I wasn't into football. I'm more into rugby, coming from South Africa, and I enjoyed watching the games and, and said, if you're going to support a team, you watch how they play, you support and everything that they do, and you find out everything you can about them. So I just did it to show him how it's done and kicked him under his ass. And found a you real said, Tottenham Hotspur supporter you boyfriend. Said, you said that you had a useless ex-boyfriend. Kind of mm-hmm. all ex-boyfriends are kind of useless, really, <laughs> aren't they? Uh, I just wanted to make that point. Uh, if you have a useful ex-boyfriend, then he's probably not worth being an ex-boyfriend for long, getting back. Anyway, true, yeah, like. sorry. Sorry to derail you again. It's your turn, Rebecca, isn't it? May speak to voice of experience. <laughs> Um, what, for having an ex-boyfriend or being Liam, an ex-boyfriend? No, Liam, <laughs> right. Liam, Liam, <laughs> Liam, Liam, did you have an ex-boyfriend? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> wrong conversation. <laughs> um, I, I didn't so much choose Spurs as I got told. Um, mm. Sit down and watch our boys. Okay, right, fine. And that was pretty much it. Um, by um, kind of my surrogate grandfather, um this is more stories of my dodgy grandmother. I'm not going to go into them today. Um, and that was it, because he was a Spurs fan. Did you ever have any kind of naughty moments, of moments of, you know, yearning for, a, you know, another team? No. Or were you always on track? No, that was it. And I was, that was, yeah, I was nine at the time, and that was it. Oh. I was, I'm good. I'm I always was untold. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, well... Well, it could be a good thing if you always do what you're told. That's fantastic. Well, generally, actually. sometimes, oh, maybe, <laughs> perhaps. It depends on how much alcohol is there. But no, so that was yeah. it. it and ah. So, madam is brainwashed in the same way. That's and fantastic. As a team, you will like them. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. started with brainwashing with yeah. the kids That's... in my in my vicinity. I buy them Spurs clothes, I, everything Spurs, everything else. If you even say the C word or the MC word or the MU word, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. It's I think also a... every, every team, not every team can offer such a simultaneous source of joy and sorrow. Misery. Yeah, you've got to leaven every bit of joy with yeah. a little bit of misery in order to really appreciate the joy. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we have maybe skimped a little bit on one and maybe we've overloaded a little bit on the other, just a little. But <laughs> overall, it's all part of the Buddhist balance thing, isn't it? You know, sod all those fans that have the all sucrose diet of constant success and wallowing on their sofas in their 25 stone frenzy of you know feasting gorging and complaining when they don't win the champions league everywhere fuck them and i'm happy with spurs and my child is a spurs fan as well and he always he always wanted to be a spurs fan because he knew it was the best team to support and you jeff me i think i answered this last week um it was around about 1990 that i got hooked into spurs um Gary Lineker and Paul Gascoigne um, were, were um, in, involved in that World Cup um, for England and England reached the semi-finals of the World Cup and both of whom played for Tottenham at the time and I think that was probably around about the time that I supported Spurs. So, yeah, that's it really. Great time that was. It certainly was. Yep. Right, 
Ali Hassan asks, as a former defender, are you not surprised that Poch hasn't sorted out our back line? Our defence is quite leaky and possibly the weakest area of our team collectively. Yes. I thought he would have gone in there all guns blazing uh, in all, because it's a position that he knows of. Um, I don't know. Maybe things will change over the summer if he can bring players in that he wants. Maybe move things around. A full pre-season with the boys to instill in them exactly this is where you should be, this is what you should be doing. So, yeah, I'd like to think that he must be really as cross as we are watching some of the games. But does it necessarily follow that if you're an ex-defender or an ex-striker or an ex-midfield player, that that's going to necessarily, when you're a manager, that your style of football is going to, for example, be defensive if you're an ex-defender? Um no, I don't think that. But I do think that he has more insight into playing that position and is more aware of what the players should be doing. I don't think you can really address it in terms of singularly the defence as a defensive issue. Sometimes, you know, the, the, the defenders get, the wingers get caught out of position. Sometimes the defence is left open. It's part of the part of the problems about playing the way that Poch plays is that you're going to get left open like that and until they get used to it or until we get players that can do it we're going to be a bit more prone to letting a few in I don't really see it as a major problem Nikki? No, I, I well exactly what Liam just said um, which is one point of view I didn't think about actually because it's always been my gripe I would have always thought that um, you know Pochettino would have addressed this at some stage but clearly he hasn't and and perhaps it's not because because he doesn't want to or because because you know uh, he doesn't have the players that he wants in those positions I think it's the style of play that makes sense you know you're going to be left vulnerable if your players are caught out of position regardless of how strong your back line is and it hasn't been very strong. It has, you know, we all have to admit it has been a little bit kind of the pieces haven't fit, fitted together, mm -hmm. have they? But, but partly, I mean, part of that problem was the whole Carl Walker space, you know, letting go mm -hmm. of letting go of Lennon, who probably needed to go, um, letting go of Norton, who I know a few of us had raised eyebrows about both of those uh, decisions at the time. But uh, unfortunately, it's proved to be. A problem that we've, we've we've often done. We've often weakened our squad without bringing in any replacements for seemingly bizarre reasons. But I suppose it made good financial sense at the time. What do I know? But when he gets players in that he wants, then we'll see what really happens. And until then, can't really grumble too much, can we? I think it's difficult enough trying to trying to get your players. Um, and the players that he's got at his disposal aren't necessarily his players, as play they're mostly players that he's inherited. But getting them to um, take on board your ideas, um, playing a you know, pressing game, a, a very intensive um, game, um, and... Tempo. We, we, tempo, even. And the, the, we, we, we've just about done that. Um, and, it, and some of those players have bought into that, some haven't. Um, you know, to get the defensive side 
fixed as well is going to take time and, and he needs the right personnel and you're right Liam we've, we've been hampered by the fact that on the right hand side we're a bit weak we've had Carl Walker injured for a lot of the season then he returned but you know when you come back from an injury you've got to you haven't had a, a pre-season behind you you're, you're going to be that little bit off the pace that's been difficult yes. and then he's got to become injured again Fazio and the Tongan look like a, the makings of a good partnership they went what was it 10 games or something without playing together and we didn't lose um, any games in, in that period of time and then the partnership was broken up and now Fascio's come back so why, been, why was it broken up why, why did they break I, it up if it was doing so well I, from what I recall um, Dyer came in one or two of the games and he, and he impressed and he managed to hold on to his place right um, that was my recollection I could could be wrong, or it might have just been, you know, for whatever reason, Dyer came into, came in and replaced um, Fazio and did well. Um, you know, um, so I think really we, we should judge it on next next season. I think a similar thing happened at Southampton. He, he came in halfway through first season at the club. He did okay. It was the second season where, he, you know, he had a full preseason. He got his own players in, and hopefully we we can judge it next season. Um, yeah. Right, Caroline Pochettino, Ferguson, um, asks, is it, it's clear we have potential. Do we think El Poch will be able to sort things out in the summer so we can actually realise that potential? And what league position do you all think we will occupy at the end of next season? Shall I go first? Yeah. Okay. It's time to get real, okay? Everyone knows that basically finance rules football... And with the new deals that are coming up, it's going to be ev ever more evident that that's the case. There are four teams above us, off the top of my head, that can easily offend, afford to spend more than us. Um, that we're keeping up with them is a sign that we're in the right direction. And we are the best of the unmoneyed clubs. Uh, and we will therefore finish... Fifth, I think, yeah, because I think Liverpool will still, they'll probably lose Sterling, I would have thought. They'll, they're going to have a few problems. I think we'll finish fifth. I think it's quite possible. But I mean, being optimistic, fifth, yeah. Bex? I'm inclined to agree with Liam, fifth. We still don't have, there's still so many variables at play. Um, and I don't even think it's necessarily how Tottenham play. Look at City this season. Nobody would have said they would be so far down on where they were last season. Are we praying for that to happen to another team? That we can nick their place? Depends on who Poch brings in over the summer. I think there's too many variables just now to make a call on that. We should need to finish this season before we start looking at where we would finish this time next year. But sticking your neck out, go on, what do you say? No, I did say I agreed with you, Liam. I think fifth is reasonable. Okay. Yeah. They would probably have been my call. I'm so boring as well, because now I feel like I'm just following the trend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would accuse you of that, Nikki. Don't worry. Are you calling Nikki unfashionable? <laughs> yes. Oh, cat fight. <laughs> no, I... Uh. I I think it's, that's exactly it. There are too many variables. We don't know what he's going to get. And, and honestly, um, 
this whole thing about, oh, well, he's playing with players that he didn't particularly want or whatever the case may be, the sign of a good football manager for me is one who could work with anybody regardless of who they are or where they come from. So the fact that we've achieved what we have achieved already this season is is great testament to, I think, what a good manager he is. Yes, he has mm. his his, his um, shortcomings, but everybody does. So, so I don't know if we're going to have the money to be able to spend what we as fans would like to have spent uh, now coming in the summer. It depends on who we're able to offload. But then even then, we go through another transition period because then we've got to go and, oh, they've got to gel. They just still need to get to know each other. It, it's, it's, it's going to be a never-ending cycle. We'll only really be able to, I think, contend for top four 2017. Javad, um, you know, you're the guy with the high IQ here. Uh, what do you think? I hate to. Um, I'm not uh, saying that. I don't concur with that, but Liam, flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. That's what I was hoping because I'm hoping for an answer to this question. I hate to put you on the spot, as it were. but what kind of um, strategy do you think that Paul Mitchell will be putting in place? Um, Will it be based on a Pochettino-designed way of playing things? Uh, and do you think that there's any sign? Can you define how we play as a plan A? And is there any plan, sign of a plan B? Can anyone help me with that? Because that's what, that's what I'd like to I see. Think, I, think you answer, I think you answered your own question earlier, which is before we worry about a plan B, we need to get a plan A working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that the what is the plan the, A the, then? The, the plan A, as I see it, is Poch likes to play four two three one or 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 a sort of variation of that four three three um, and um, high tempo, high line pressing, everybody working hard, and we've got some of the personnel to do that. It's clear that. We need a few more players, and I think that the fact that Mitchell um, came from Southampton and they work closely together. So, point of order, just for a moment, you say we've got some of the players to do that. Yeah. Which players are they that we have at the moment that can do that? I think Danny Rose. Yeah. yeah. I think Ben Taleb. I, I think, I think, I think the Harry. fact that we Harry. Um, I think the fact that fact we gave Danny Rose a five-year contract shows that. Poch saw something in him that we all didn't. Let's face it, last summer um, or last season, a lot of people were, were, were criticising Danny Rose. But I, I, by the way, was singing his praises. I, it's one of my, it's my major I told you so points of the season. This. <laughs> last year, in a thread on a major other podcast uh, Facebook site, which I won't mm. mention, they were slagging him off chronically. I stood up bravely against the torrents of abuse that I got. And I said, Danny, you wait. This time Danny, this time next year, you'll all be singing the praises of Danny Rose. And I got laughed at and called all kinds of names. And I just knew it. I just thought, you wait. He's, he was made for Pochettino to, to improve. He really was. Yeah, and I think yeah. you've, you've improved right. Um, yeah, Rose, Ben, Flab, um, Harry Kane, even Ericsson, even though he's not doing it at the moment, if we, if we go back to... Up until about January, February, he was yeah. working his socks off. Um, so what's, really, what's, what's changed with what with respect to Ericsson? Yeah, 
just tired. Same with same with Mason. Um, and then we've got players who, who who don't can't don't want to do that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Kabul. Kabul. Um, yeah. Um, Kapuwe. Um, so Lennon. Lennon. So yeah. we need we need to replace those players, and we need to bring in some quality. And and I think it, the emphasis will be on the young young players. I I don't think we're going to see any big name marquee signings. And actually, I'm yeah. quite happy with that. I'd, I'd rather mm. us bring quality players that we can develop. Mm. Um, do you think anyone have... like maybe Holtby will come back? What do you think the chances of that? Because he does mm-hmm. seem to be the kind of positive player that the Pochettino might like. I liked I like Holtby, and I was surprised that he was loaned out only because he's one of those high tempo players that can, is, can yeah. press. But um, the fact that we sort of loaned him out again, yeah, seems it was a to couple, of, couple days... of managers ago now, though, wasn't it? Really, mm. yeah. seems seems to suggest his days days are numbered. So, yeah, yeah I, I think the emphasis w- w- will be on youth, and um, we, we and we see that already with, with the signing of Deli Ali. And also the fact that Potches talks about, for example, um, some of the loanies, Alex Pritchard and um, players of that ilk. So, but the thing um, is, if he, and this is going to possibly sound quite wrong, um, if you get them into the club and into that philosophy at a young age, they are less likely to argue back. Yeah. And you can mould them to be the player you mm. envisage them to be. Yeah, because I think Pochettino came in with that kind of positive but quite firm stance. You know, I'll give you a chance. You just show that you're willing to do the work and I'll give you the chance. That's why he gave Kabul and Adebayor the captaincy and the vice captaincy early on. He said, there you go. You've got the responsibility. Go and prove it. Don't be an outsider. Come in. The problems have all been those older players. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, after, After the question where do we think we finish I'm going to be terribly boring and agree with all of you um, but there are far too many variables and I think we're probably at the moment we're a fifth and fifth sixth place team and we have been this season yeah. and last, last. Um, irrespective of how what's, well not how if hopefully um, as and when we improve in the summer bringing in new players even if we improve so are the clubs around us okay yeah. so um I think we're a fifth place team, fifth or sixth place team, but who knows? Something could could happen next season. We could there yeah. could be a breakthrough player, um, and you know we we could break break into the top four. Who knows? But at the moment, I think fifth or sixth is is about our level. And there's also teams like Everton could suddenly spring yeah. back, you know, and maybe Tim can bring Aston Villa up to the top. <coughs> Maybe. Indeed. Um, Right, moving on quickly. So Sam Moore asks, it's clear we need another striker to take the load off Kane. Who, realistically, do you think we should buy? Um, I'm going to start off with this one, which is I haven't a fucking clue. Um, But if you'd asked me this a few months ago, I would have said Berahino. Um, Last few seasons, he's... He's done very well from for, for West Brom, but he seems to have gone quiet of late. Um, Charlie Austin is another one I would have said, but he seems to um, seems to be not scoring recently. Um, and then why? after that, sorry, go why on. do we have to buy? Yeah, why do we? What about Pritchard? Pritchard plays more in the um, Ericsson type role. Okay. 
Now, if we're talking about a striker, uh, I don't know that there are that many strikers in the in the youth and the academy that um, are sort of uh, standout players in the way that, for instance, Pritchard is. I think what we have to do is get into the mindset of Levy here and adopt a kind of a vulture-like attitude as we saw... Yeah, similar, exactly. Sprout a pair of greasy, sort of tarred, feathery-like wings and let's leap off the precipice of, uh, of, of doom and soar over the plains of the, uh, the relegated teams and let's see what pickings there are amongst the weak and the old uh, in the herds <laughs> that, that, that span below us. Uh, and we see, in the distance, we see Burnley. Not a very nice town, but, but quite a few players there that we could possibly swoop down and pick up amongst the very juiciest and perhaps the most vulnerable for the picking of all is um, a Mr. Ings, who is uh, coming out of contract and rumour is, of course, he's going to stay with David Moyes at uh, Thingamajig Place. Wherever. Rail Sociedad. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, where he, where he now resides. So, but I think he could be the type of player that perhaps I for bargain, we could sell him on if it doesn't work out. You know, I think that's a possibility, realistically. Any other vulture pickings? There's, what <laughs> other teams? There's um, the other teams that are probably going down QPR. They've got a lot of wages, haven't they? Maybe Charlie Adams, but uh, Charlie, what's his name? Charlie Austin. Thank you, Charlie Austin. But like you say, he hasn't really performed. And I've, he's one of those players that I think he's kind of played out of his skin, whereas the rest of the team hasn't really played very well and I think he's just got totally knackered and I don't know whether he can play much better than what he has I think he's kind of at the top range of his his form he's just got knackered himself out so I, 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 I wouldn't be too happy with that but I would I would try and go for Berahino I really would if, um, if I was, if I was, yes but then again we don't know what the injuries have, uh, have, have turned him into do we but that's another one that I really do think would be something that they go for especially with Paul Mitchell there and yeah that's a very See, good See I point. think I think you could get Rodriguez uh, if you don't get Schneidlin but they're not going to let yeah. them both go Yeah Well I, yeah, yeah So I think point. if you could choose between one or the other that's a really hard decision to make which one would you prefer Because I can't I'd decide I go for Schneidlin mm. because Rodriguez is 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 kind of unproven as to his injury isn't he the danger is, look what whether... happened. Look where Southampton were last year. Look what they did yeah. in the closed season, and look where those players are now. Explain Lambert... because my brain's just gone completely numb there. You think about yeah. it last year. Sorry, um, Lambert, Lalana, Shaw. Yeah, and the players. Uh, have just come to all went, and what have they done this season? Absolutely nothing. Of nothing. Yeah. For all and it's that been great money. To watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's been fantastic to watch. But then again, you know, you've got players, what's his name, Boney going to Chelsea for a huge sum and hardly playing. It's really getting to the point where you, you begin to wonder whether these players are just being bought up to kind yes. of quell any bubbling up from the lower regions, to ex- excuse the expression. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Are. Yeah. It's kind of anti-football, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why we'll never really catch up, because they'll just be the sponges that keep the talent. It's always possible that the the person that takes the, the pressure of Harry Kane or, or provides another outlet 
to get goals next season is somebody that we've not heard of. So taking Southampton as an example, um, they sold all these players, good players, um, most of whom have gone on to not reach the, the heights that they would have aspired to. Um, and they've replaced them with, who, well, quite a few players that maybe nobody heard of. Who, who's the, the Italian chap? Pella. Pella, yeah. Tadic ha- is another one. Yeah. yeah. Now, how many people can on heart, how many Southampton fans could say that they heard, heard of those players? Yet they've made a really good impact. So it's quite conceivable that the next 20-goal um, Spurs striker is somebody that we've not heard of. Um, yeah, it's very probable. You know. Yeah. And, and that goes back to my point about we don't necessarily need marquee signings. We need good signings. Yeah. yeah, and they're not the same thing at all, as we have discovered over yeah. the last two years. But then we know from track history, apart from the weird, freaky, um, trippy experience when we bought the Beatles and whatever it was, got rid of Elvis and all that palaver, um, we have always had kind of dry, waiting for the last moment signings that have never really happened, and then everyone's saying, well, we're happy with what we've got. And I have always kind of yearned just for a, a few extra players, just to kick a bit of blood in there, just to see what would happen. And I hope that we'll take positive action, really strip the dead wood clean and keep the core of what we've got so it doesn't affect us too much. Luckily, you know, if Adebayor goes or Soldado goes or, or any of those players like Kabul go, it's not really going to adversely affect, affect the, the, the first eleven that much. So hopefully we can just bring in some players to support and improve what we've got and just put some competition in there and make, make the formula work. Poch said earlier this week that, that we need to get in quick. Yeah. And I'd like to think yeah. that if that's his plan, then he and Mitchell know what they're doing and that they have some things lined up already. Yeah. That we may not find out about until later, but the foundations have already been laid. It's yeah. great, isn't it? Because it's like it's Optimism. like when you're a kid. It's like when you're a kid and mummy and daddy say to you, we've got a really nice present for you for your birthday. Yeah, well, you'll have to wait. You think, oh, great. What, what's it going to be? And it just makes it brilliant. And let's hope that you know, the birthday's worth waiting for. And that the, the new season starts with a new positivity and freshness and that we have a nice pre-season and we get to see a lot of players playing that we're all looking forward to seeing when the season starts. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, now, potentially one of those new players, and we talked about him earlier, could be Schneiderlin. So we've got a question from Greg Taylor. He says, if Southampton want Townsend, I think Southampton were linked with Townsend earlier in the season. As part of a deal for Schneiderlin, should we go for it? Um, Greg Cobbett said he thinks that Lamella brings much more to the team than Townsend, to, to Townsend who's a bit of a one-trick pony Yeah, I'd swap him Definitely Anybody well, not swap, swap him? <clears throat> well, part of me being a poker player right, makes me think, well, if Southampton wants him, then he's obviously quite good, isn't he? Right. It's all just a question of whether it's just because I, I think he's a really good player. I really do. And I think we've kind of played. I'd, I'd like to have seen him playing on the left more, to be honest. But, you know, I'm kind of a bit of a dick as far as tactics goes. And I'm always being laughed at. So I won't advance it any further than that. <laughs> but it's all a question of whether he fits into into this magical system or not. And obviously he's he's, uh, he's played with Schneiderlin before. Uh, so, 
bring it on if it, if that's what he wants to do it's a good sign i think i think we have to be adapting to changes and uh getting unfortunately it's going to involve getting rid of players that, that we kind of that are, that are ours as it were occasionally maybe it yeah. is true that we just have to face it i do i agree with greg greg's always got you know the intelligent point to make uh, and uh, he's, he's, he always seems to be spot on. I always find myself agreeing with Greg. So, hello, Greg. <laughs> well, I, I I like Townsend, and I actually think that um, that he he makes a lot happen when he does come on. He's just one of those energetic yeah. players. I don't I don't know if you could really compare him and Lamilla because I think they're different in so many ways. But mm. um, but Schneiderlin is supposed to offer so much. My only problem is. Is he as good as he's ever going to be at Southampton? Can we get more out of him? Because our luck, Townsend goes to to Southampton, <laughs> Schneiderlin comes to us. Yeah. Schneiderlin is useless, and 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 Townsend <laughs> in make sure that Southampton beat us every single time they play us. <laughs> spursy, very spursy. Yep, so so spursy. Yeah. Um, hmm. I I I think Townsend is a bit one dimensional. That's my. Um, he's very, he's he's quite direct, which is good. Yeah. But he's forward, also yeah. yeah he's also a bit predictable. Okay. Watch him do another playing. seven step overs and still not move forward with the ball, not give, not let anybody yes. else have anything with it. But in the, but he's done his fancy footwork, so that's all he needs to do. But he's still in the same mm. damn place, and there are players. 10, 15 yards away, screaming for the ball, but he's too busy doing his step overs. Yeah. Are we to, talking to, about Townsend or Lamella? That, that sounded really <laughs> impressive, wow. didn't it? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> shut up, Nikki. You're not funny. You know, Mr. Lamella and I. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your uh, earlier point, Liam, um, about, you know, what do Southampton see in him? Well, yeah. it, he, he's a talented player, don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's possible oh. that. that that his best days in a Spurs shirt, um, I also make it sound like like he's been there for a yeah. long time. I, it, it, it's possible that he can't progress his game anymore at Tottenham, and uh, if he went somewhere else, um, he could do that. And Southampton how, might might be that club for him. How old is Schneiderlin now? Off the top of my head, I think 24. 24, I 25, I think. Right, so he's not too old then. No, I can yeah, see it. I just wonder what he's like behind the scenes, though, Townsend, because he seems to be one of the lads, you know, one of the ones that really holds the group together and and maybe we'd be losing out on a bit of that. Maybe? Mm. Yeah, good yeah. point. Schneiderlin is 25. 25. So he's still a young lad. Oh, makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> That's <right>. an ever-increasingly <laughs> more common feeling. Yeah. Um, okay. Seeing as you like Greg so much, we, he's got another question. Mm. Just just for you, Liam. So, Greg says, Mason seems to be tailing off now, just as Paulinho is starting to head back towards where he was before that Charlie Adams tackle. Do you think that we will see Mason as backup for Paulinho next season? Who are you asking? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start that oh. one off. I, 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 think that Ma- I think that Mason will be back up, back up for somebody else. Yeah, I'll have to agree because we've got a lot of interesting new players coming in in the field, which means we're going to have to get rid of a few, doesn't it? Um, which is why I think one of the reasons why Paulinho will probably go. But we've got it's going to be a rotational um, situation if we get into Europe next year, I think. I think we're going to see a lot of kind of uh, jiggling around until the correct 
little position is found. Mickey, you're about to way of putting it. Sorry. Mickey, you're about to say something. Um, yeah, I w- and I forget what I was going to say, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I t- look, if that's if Paulinho goes, but like Bex was saying earlier, um, you know, or somebody was saying earlier, he is still, he got a quite good name for himself within the football industry. So I think somebody would like to snatch him up. But if not, just the way he's been playing lately, I think that he could, you know, he could offer us a little bit more if he does stay with us because he seems to be settling down and coming into form and, and wanting to prove that he wants to play for Spurs and be in a Spurs shirt. So Mason's a great guy. I think he, he works his socks off. And I think that possibly, not that it's a bad thing, but it could be half the problem because I think he just has exhausted himself so much because of the amount of work that he does when he plays. Um, and we, we need some more competition in the midfield we can't always have the same couple because then they get stale and they get complacent so i actually think they overplay they Mm -hmm. overplay the ball a bit they overplay the ball a bit as well i think rather than i think they they, you need to mix it up there a little bit otherwise they do they tend to overplay the ball mason's mason's good he might have peaked too soon i don't know and and i know Mez is going to kill me for that because she loves Mason. But I, I just, I don't know if we've seen the best of him. Mm. Well, bear in mind that he didn't hit the first team until he was, what, 22, 23? Mm. He is perhaps one of those players that takes longer to develop than others, which is not a criticism, it's just an observation. So, mm. um, who knows that in... All right, Polina has been really good the last two or three games. And like Liam said, we need that. We will need that next season to do the whole rotation and swap players in and out. And you also have the risk of an injury. But I don't see Mason as an understudy effectively. I see him as a player in his own right, making that position his own in a team, be it the first team where he plays not as often as he has this year because Polino stays and is doing that job, or in a another cup side league Europa League side I still think there's value in keeping him I really like him as a player but yeah I think he's just absolutely exhausted this season mm, I think so too final two questions um, Kent Goodrich um, asks who of the current squad would you go on holiday with and where <laughs> See, I can't say because it just sounds like I'm a dirty old woman. I'm too old oh. for most of them. It's like, yeah, anyway, <laughs> it just is. <laughs> okay, Ch- Ch- Mickey, Chadley and who else? Potch, I presume. Oh, Chadley and Potch, and they can fight over me while they're trying to pleasure me. <laughs> where, where they, could, they, could, they could fart over you while they try and pleasure you. <laughs> that really is an image to behold. So where would with you... me for the rest of the day. Oh, where would you come up with a new word? <laughs> where would you take them? Where would they I'd... take you? No, I'd bring them to South Africa. We've got a stunning, stunning country. So okay. where I don't need to think... South... Oh, Cape, oh, Cape Town. Yeah, absolutely, Cape Town. We'd get drunk on wine while they um, um, both try and wine and dine me to to make me choose one of them at the end of the holiday. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult, but I'm sure they're up to the challenge. Okay. 
Um, and, and I can only I, applaud I would your take Mr. Lamella for the um, easy on the eye aspect. He is and, easy on the eye. Yeah, and, but Hugo, I think, is a really interesting bloke. And I think he's quite smart behind his um, his gloves. And I think he'd be really good to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's French without being Thierry Henry. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's, he's the more yeah. Ginola, the David type of French. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think he'd be a, yeah, really interesting to talk to. So, I didn't um, realise we've got to talk to Ah, <laughs> fucker! <Yeah. laughs> Walking, Christ! Damn. Okay, I'll I, talk to Christ. I would go to somewhere in the Caribbean, Barbados Ooh. or Antigua. I think if I was a lady, Barbados. if I was a lady, what I'd do is I'd just get them all in the dark, because I really wouldn't want to discriminate in terms of looks, and we'd just have a massive <laughs> fuck up on. And I decide, I decide who would qualify for the bonus award trip to a destination of their choice. And that, yeah, exactly. But that's that's what I'm like. I'm fair-minded. I'm inclusive. You fucking bloody appearance Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we should be offended at that, Nikki, but I'm not going to be, actually. Yeah, I'm just, no. No. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with the fact that I like Pochettino and Chadley based on their gorgeous, gorgeous faces. And, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but they're my cup of tea. Thank you very much. And we do like a nice cup of tea. We do. <laughs> we do. As long as thought- there's no fasting involved. <laughs> Jackie, are you allowed, I would. I would take Adam... to drink at work. Sorry, sorry, Javad. Are you allowed to drink at work, Nikki? No, I'm not. So that's why it's been a very oh. boring podcast. I haven't even no, had a glass of wine. Because oh. <laughs> you sound totally sloshed. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The compliments keep flying. She was. <laughs> Thanks. Either that or you've had a stroke. <laughs> Charm school. Go on, Jack. Answer the question. Adebayo. I'll take Adebayo to the North Pole and leave him there. Oh, oh that's one one way of getting rid of him. And emails. Oh. And was there an and? I think it Two. was just. Two. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! no. That was just Nikki and I being best. greedy. No, it was just being greedy. <laughs> um, no. Adebayo. to the North Pole. Okay. Final question. Also from Kent Goodrich, he asks, marry, shag, or kill? You've got King, Janola, or Harry Kane. Oh, sorry, and Harry Kane, I should say. Thanks. So the marry would be Ledley, because I think he's a really nice bloke. The shag for a nice bit on the side would be David and kill Harry Kane. Oh my god! So okay, we that's... are screwed in terms of our uh, the rest of our season because yeah, you want to kill Harry yeah. Kane. <laughs> but we already talked about who's going to be the next one, didn't we? The next striker. <laughs> we struggle to come up. With... <laughs> so no anyway, that I figured that okay. it's very superficial. I don't know what Kent expected. Nikki. Well, um, I'm going to go with. Obviously, six with um, Shag with Shag uh, Janola and 
<sighs> Goodness. I'm going to have to marry Harry Kane. Mm. And that makes me like a dirty, dodgy old lady, but I don't care. But it's again. just, I will, I will look again <laughs> after him that, that he will continue to play really, really well for Spurs. And I wouldn't want to kill Ledley. I wouldn't. So, oh. uh, but I have to. And that just makes me yeah. a racist South African bitch. So, oh my God. <laughs> Well, the way I would look at it okay. is, you and know, I'm shag Ledley. I'm going to oh. kill the Frenchman and I'll marry Harry. Liam. <laughs> well, I'd say, look, I'm sorry to put it like this, but Ledley really is quite incredibly fucking boring as a person. So I wouldn't be able to marry him. Um, I wouldn't want to be, um, what was the other one, shagging him? Not really, because again, he's probably too boring. So he's got an injured knee, going to look at him a bit like the Grand National, that sort of thing. He's one of the runners, breaks his leg. Sorry, he got me shot by a bang. He's a legend. Oh, my God. But he's done it. He's given what he can. He's a dried up old fruit. He can't be entertaining. He's got nothing. I mean, he's nice. He's a nice kid. He's nice. But there's thousands of nice kids all willing to take his place. So, bye-bye, Ledley. You were a legend. You know, Jimmy Dean died died young. You know, he kept his legendary statehood because he died young. So, I think it's probably an advantage that we shoot him now before he does anything (laughs) stupid and unbecoming. Like going to any more nightclubs, you know, we've conveniently (laughs) forgotten about. So, bang, you're dead. <laughs> Ledley, you're dead. So, Mario Harry Shane. Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane. Uh, who have got a choice of again? You've got Kane, Kane. and Ginola. Who's oh, going to be- make the better lover? Who's going to make the better partner? Okay, well, look. I'm going to have to fuck Harry Kane because <laughs> he's, got a ve- he's got a very slack jaw. I don't really know. He's a bit of a mouth breather, but I could really fuck that mouth. <laughs> okay, so he's he's going to be... He's going to be the one for me in the sack. And then David and I, we're all the same generation. You know, we both have the same hair, the same huge... And actually, the problem with David is... Have you seen, have you seen any of that? You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Very tactful. <laughs> have you seen any of those pictures? It's, okay, he's got the length, but it's a little bit... Yeah. A little bit kind of it's a little bit like a kind of a Frankfurt, isn't it? Ooh, not good. Not a good cock. So I've got a better cock than him. So me and him we can compare cocks and I can be smug about it. We'll have we'll have sacks over our heads, of course, so we don't have to compare looks. Because you fucking appearance Nazis again. All you look at is I'm not talking I don't even care what he looks like. I don't even care what he looks like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you I just want to alright then the rest of your life listen when you're born ugly like me you've got to make the most of what you've got (laughs) and it's often why they say that ugly or fat people are funny it's because we're trying desperately to make up for either shortcomings in life and it's the only way it's it's, it's almost an evolved dna characteristic a sense of humor because you've got to charm women into bed it's the only way and possible chance you've got of ever having a shag Why do you think I tackled you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, naughty, naughty. Yep. <laughs> this is one of those awkward moments where Jabad, the ever-professional I... person, is trying to yeah. step in, but he seems no, to be stuffing I... a word that's original into his I... 
don't think that I can follow that. Um, it's very difficult to follow. We just said, uh, uh, you can't kill Harry Kane. Um, I, I did think about it, Phil. You can't heal, kill Harry Kane because he's the man at the moment. So uh, you'll have to kill either Ginola or Ledley. Um, it would be sacrilege to kill Ledley King. I mean, he's a club legend after all. But he's a bit boring, and Ginola is more in- interesting, and he's better looking. So I'd probably kill Ledley King. So, Kane or Shimola, which one would you marry, which one would you shag? Um, difficult one, that, to quote Harry, Red Knapp. Um, probably, probably marry Shinola, because he's, he's quite interesting. And if you're going to spend some, if you're going to spend um, a lifetime with, with one of them, it's probably, you know, Shinola is quite interesting, and he's French, and he's... Yeah, he's got that Gallic thing. Marriage, yeah. marriage doesn't have to be for a lifetime now, you know. That's well, it'll be for a, I know, but it'll, it'll be for a period of time, shall we say? Okay. Will it be? Will Will you um, consummate that marriage, or will it remain <laughs> remain one of those chaste relationships? Open um, platonic things. In newspapers. Well, uh, I couldn't because I, I I either have to sh- choose between Shinola and Kane, so I can't. No, so Kane would get it, and uh, okay. it, it would be all four. Be... Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, Kent. Kent, <laughs> you need help. Um, Honestly, I would suggest that you go see a lawyer, but you are a fucking lawyer. What the hell? <laughs> I was hoping that we were going to get asked the um, autofellatio question, but that will have to be, <laughs> that will have to be another day. Um, yeah. To be fair to Kent, he did say lady, so neither yeah. you or I, Liam, were obliged to answer that. We thought, what the hell, we'll answer it anyway. Just I'll so consider we can any answer. options. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, just so we can <laughs> Right, and on that note, thank you, thank you to my guest, Jose Mourinho. Oh, Is he still in the house, Liam? He stormed back in and grabbed his coat, stormed back out again. I told him he was a cunt. <laughs> he, he's still under the impression that Chelsea have lost the uh, Premier League, so um, I didn't lighten his load at all, I just let him piss off. Anyway, nice, here, I apologies. apologies for all that. That was really appalling. I told him off. Sorry about that. Not a problem. Um, thank you, Liam, once again. Um, thank you, Bex, and <laughs> thank, thank you. Sorry. Thank you, um, thank you, Nikki. Um, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. <laughs>